Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to Forbes Factor. Today's a very special show for a variety of reasons. One, I have some people that I love on my panel, and I have a beautiful little girl that I'm looking at here, but I happen to be broadcasting from a hospital room at Bayfront Hospital in St. Petersburg, Florida. My daughter will be fine, but we're all learning a very powerful lesson that you cannot work yourself too hard, that you must take care of yourself or you will get sick. And it's, it's an important lesson that I learned exactly the way she did with a kidney issue. And so, but you know what? The show must go on. And so you're here. And you would not have known that if I didn't tell you. But I do feel like sharing the, the transparency of that life isn't always spectacular, but that if it happens for you, not to you, you make the best out of it. Well, I was very excited about my guest. So I said, this is happening no matter what. And he is joining us. I'm going to start by saying there is a Clint Eastwood movie out there called Hereafter. And in that movie, Matt Damon stars as a man named George, a man who has the ability to communicate with ghosts. And George, who retired from the contracting business, he calls it a curse instead of a blessing, is reluctantly drawn into doing readings again. Now, it's true that in every culture, people have believed that there's communication with the dead people who have passed on. And is that possible? And throughout the ages, many people have been claiming to speak with ghosts or newly departed or dearly departed. Um, it's been in mythology. It's been in the Bible. It's certainly been in lots and lots of movies. Casper comes to mind. No, I'm just kidding. But in the Victorian era, it was very fashionable in many circles to conduct seances. You guys remember Ouija boards, right? Three-legged tables and candles going out. Well, we're going to do you one better. We're bringing one of the most amazing psychic mediums that I've ever met primarily because he did a reading for me and it was so wildly accurate that my body still tingles when I think about it. And I said, well, let's share this to the world. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Scott Allen. Give him a big round of applause. Hi, Forbes. How are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I will tell you, ever since my dear friends invited you to meet me, it has been a little bit of a roller coaster for you and I. And we do have to do a big shout out to Ms. Zan Ray and Tom Collins, your friends Absolutely. for introducing us. Absolutely. How do you feel about them? What do you want to say to them? I love Zan and Tom, and honestly, you know, they helped me personally, but once they introduced me to you, everything started to change. So this has been, I've been on this great journey, I think, the last couple of months, for sure. Yeah, we've been, so share with people what you had been doing and how you've come to this. And guys, stay tuned. The entire show is dedicated to this. We are going to be doing some readings, see if people come through. There's no expectations except to have an amazing conversation. And then also joining me today, if you'll hear other voices in the peanut gallery here, I've got one of my dear friends, Miss Glenda Kroll, all the way from Toronto, Canada, Zan Ray, and I believe my Joshua is also going to pop in. So buckle up. This is going to be an amazing nice. show. All right. It's all yours, Scott. Go for it. Yeah. So um, I think I told you I used to be a funeral director, and I like to say I was a skeptic before I was a psychic. And, and I was never a non-believer, but I really felt as if – I just wasn't sure because unlike a lot of these mediums where you hear, oh, geez, I grew up, I, you know, five years old, I was seeing dead people. I mean, it just was not like that for me. And, you know, 30 years in the funeral business and I did not talk to one dead person. And then one day I did. And, and, and let me tell you, it was, it was a ghost story. It, it was nothing short of a ghost story. It was actually quite frightening. 
Um, I think Zan was there for actually part of that. Um, and, you know, it was getting to a point where I didn't realize if I was, you know, if I was having a mental condition or, or what was going on, spirit attachment, I didn't know. Um, because I had started ghost hunting. I have friends that do ghost hunting and they said, come with me on a, on a ghost hunt. And, you know, we all see it on TV. And I said, sure, let's go. And I went on a couple. And then um, I said, geez, I think I'm going to grab a, a couple of pieces, pieces of equipment. So I bought this radio. Basically, what it is, it's, a, it's an old Radio Shack radio that's been hacked to scan very, very quickly. And sometimes you'll see them on these paranormal shows. This one, they call it a shack hack. And the theory is, is that spirits that are present in a haunted location can manipulate the frequencies on the radio and then speak to you. Well, I was home putting it all together. And, and all of a sudden, I hear somebody say, I want to talk to Scott. Now, that's unusual. You might hear somebody say, hi dinner, <laughs> not, not having full-blown sentences. And so I said, who's this? And they said, it's David. And about a week later, the man walked into my office. I wasn't here, asked for me and uh, told the woman that was working that he wanted to speak with me. And she said, I wasn't there. And he said, okay, tell him David stopped by. And it was at that moment, it just, it was, it was nonstop. I would get it in my car. If I put my car radio on scan, um, I have friends that are in another state and they had one of those little boxes and they were doing an investigation in a haunted location. And all of a sudden the voice popped up, is Scott there? This is David. And it, it, it was getting a little bit creepy. I started recording things so that I could prove to myself that other people could actually hear this, that it wasn't all in my head. And thankfully they, they could. So I reached out to this woman that I had met on one of my very first ghost hunts and she, um, she, she's a medium. And I called her up. I said, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Do I have a spirit attachment? I, you got to help me. And we talked it through and, and come to find out, she said, you're a medium. And I, I honestly, I didn't believe her. I didn't believe her because I, you know, I was taught to believe that you had to have a near death experience or you had to grow up with this was not the case for me. But we ended up having a, um, a session where I was bringing through David and other people that she was actually validating and he was doing things and hand gestures and, and saying things and she was validating it on the other end of the phone. So um, I started to believe it. So I started to bring in people that I could read just for fun, just to see. Um, and every time I would do it and they'd say, oh my God, yeah, that's my grandmother. It was like, Whoa, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't even know how I'm doing this. And, and, and that's one of the things is I am as astounded by this as the people I read for. I don't know how I get the detail that I get. Um, am I 100%? No, nobody's ever 100%. I, I, I don't believe that anybody could be 100%. And, you know, it's funny because you're in a hospital. And we talked about this, too, is that, you know, I could read the spirit people. They see this, this light that can communicate with them. And um, I mean, it could be somebody down the hall that you, you just don't know where these people are going to come from and who they're connected with. So how does it work? So we, I did bring some friends on stage. My daughter is yep. sleeping, actually, in her bed. Um, yep. I'm here. Josh is going to pop in. You don't know anything about any of the people here, basically. Um, and I'm just curious to see, so what is it that you do to, to make anything happen? What is that about? Well, like, what do you have before to do? I, you go, yeah, yeah. Before I learned to control it, I didn't have to do anything because they were always there. It was, it was keeping them away was more of the, the challenge than, than learning to bring oh, them Oh, you know what? I just got chills. 
I'm so sorry, Scott. I'm so sorry. That's right. Do you know what I watched last night? I was sitting. What's that? I, I went after I left here. I was sitting in my little all night. I have a 24 hour coffee shop. And this is going to now creep me out. Six cents. Oh, I really? hadn't seen it. Yes. And I watched it without the sound so I could read the subtitles. And I watched the entire movie again. Now, I'm sorry. I just had a moment of going, I didn't even think about that until just now. I like, see Ooh. dead people. <laughs> right. And I watched it because I don't think I'd really seen it when you get to watch Bruce Willis and you know what the reality is and watching it like again right. without sound. It's very interesting. So very something's interesting. talking that we're supposed to be here. I think so. I think so. And, and you know, I see dead people. It's funny because you know, everybody thinks you see dead people. I don't see them like I see you. It's, it's this image that comes in front of me. Are we good? Frozen? So I'm oh, going to mute myself for the moment. Uh, I'm going to mute myself for a moment because Canada's had a nurse come in. So, Scott, yeah, yeah, do what you yeah. do. And Glenda and Dan, try to. Yeah, so, so what was happening was um, I've learned to control it. And I raised my vibration to a level. Now, how do you raise your vibration? Um, it's part meditation. And you just sort of, I just don't have to work that hard at it. I think of them. I think of people coming and I see them sub subjectively, which means that I see them in my mind's eye. So they'll give me an image of what they want me to see. Um, very, very, very few mediums see things objectively, meaning outside of the body. That's just extremely, extremely rare. I mean, it can happen, but it's not common. So we get this. Thing. And I know when it is a spirit that's talking to me, I've learned to recognize that because it's something that's never, ever been there before. Something I never thought of, never considered. Now, the last couple of days, just like with Francis, there's this man that's been coming around and I've sort of been ignoring him and sort of putting him off to the side because I didn't want to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him on the show and see who he is. And I hope he's connected with somebody here. Um, I don't know. But raising your vibration, that's pretty hard to describe how you do that. Um, but it's done a little bit with meditation, sitting in the power, sitting in the, you know, the life source, and they just start to come through. And fortunately, I've learned to control it a little bit. And do you do anything like I, I have been involved with where people will actually do like channeling? So is this considered in any way related to channeling? No, that's a different kind of mediumship. Now, channeling, I, I, I've dabbled with it a little bit with some courses and things like that. It's a very, very, very different thing. And that's a lot. See, I was trying to control them and keep them away from me, okay. not let them in. With channeling, you have to be open to letting them in and to get inside. And sometimes the accent changes, the, the facial expressions change. I think sometimes when I'm reading for someone, I can slip into a mode where it comes just that close. Um, I was reading for a couple about a month or so ago, and um, she said, oh, my God, you just that you, the way you looked and the way you said that was exactly how he did it. Now, I don't think he was inside of me. I don't think I was really channeling, but I think you can get so close to that that sometimes it'll come across that way. Just depends on how strong the energy is. So this is more of a meditation where you're actually, you're feel, do you actually feel that presence of that person? Sometimes. And if I'm reading, let's say I'm reading for you and we're talking about, is this really my mom? And, you know, how would I know? 
and I'll say, oh, she wants to remind you of something. And you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then they do this thing. And I, it's hard to explain it. It is a physical sensation. It's almost like they hug you. They give you this kind of feeling um, right across the arms. Okay, At least so that's Scott, how I get it. So yep. I'm going to ask, um, do you read specifically anyone in particular or do you just do what you do? Because it's about time I'd like to... Yeah, well, I could just do it. I mean, I could say I'm going to read for you, but the reality is anybody can, anybody can come through. So why don't we just sort of see who's here? And by the way, yeah. go ahead, go for it. Because he did this yeah. once for me, and we didn't know each other, and someone came through that was <clears throat> remarkable. So I'll be quiet. And yeah, and we're going to see. And don't forget, like I said, we're in a hospital, so we're going to see who shows up here and see if we can pinpoint who he is. But there's a gentleman that's here, and he's an older gentleman. This man... Oh, gosh. And, you know, he comes through with a brown suit, very thin. I think he's got a little facial hair, a little bit of a, like a mustache maybe, but he's an older gentleman. I want to say he's a grandfather or somebody's father, grandfather, uncle, but somebody on an upper level. He's making me feel like he was alone, not alone when he passed, but but I think his wife passed before him. I feel like relationship-wise, I think he was alone when he passed. I feel like he has at least one daughter who was with him. He's also wants me to mention, and I wrote this down a few minutes ago because sometimes I doodle here. He wants me to mention grandfather clock. Something significant about a grandfather clock. I don't know if it was his clock that got left to him or something like that. I don't know if you can make any sense of that or anybody in the room can make sense of that. Not off the top of my head. He's he's been here for two days, and I and I I'm anxious to see when Joshua comes in if this man might be connected with him, because I feel like there might be a connection to him. I've sort of have felt that over the last couple of days, but I'm not I'm, I'm not sure. Again, you know, we're in a hospital, so who knows? You know what I mean? We can see who else is here in the meantime and see if they want to chat. Two days ago, that's fascinating. What's that? Someone came, you had a feeling two days ago about something. I think that's fascinating. Same thing happened with Frances. I mean, she, when I knew I was going to read for you, she started coming through like that weekend. So two or three days before the reading, she was showing well, up. We weren't talking. So, well, so let's get real. He wrote on a piece of paper the, my birth name, which I don't oh, right. really publicize or talk about. And then everything that you said about her, no one has ever, I've never talked about her at all. And it was so accurate that it inspired me to no end. Will you jump on, please? I'm calling Joshua right now. Oh, because that might, in fact, be somebody him. It might be. Now, or it could be your yeah. neighbor. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But I'll uh, see what else we can come up with here. He's strong, though. He's a strong. He's strong. Try to get him mm. to, like, stand off to the side for a little bit to see who else might be behind him. Surely, like, the number six, too. So I don't know if that's the sixth of a month, if it means the month, sixth month, June. But anyway, we'll 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 see what happens when he hops on and see if that can if you connect with that in any way. I feel like I'm also seeing a younger person here too. I feel like this person may have passed in high school years. He's pretty young. Not 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 much older than that. High school or early college. I feel like he's a man. He's a boy, not a man. I don't think he was, I think it was an accident. I don't think he was alone. I think there was a girl with him, and the girl was okay, but she got banged up pretty bad. 
Yeah, there's like a line of people here. So you know what? We're gonna keep. We're gonna move through some of these because I feel like where you're at, we could be dealing with multiple people. So I don't know if that means anything to you at all, or I don't know if McKenna's you said she's sleeping, so she may not be able to validate that. But I feel like this is a young person. You know, we're all muted, but I can't tell if anybody's connecting oh, with oh, this at all. Oh, That's okay. No, I, That's okay. So far, so far, I'm not connecting to either one of those. Right. And I'm not sure. Okay. Right. This went down for a test. So, oh, okay. But okay. there is something that just... And Josh was having a tough time getting on. So for some reason, you were feeling what you're feeling. But people are blowing up on Facebook. So can I talk while you're talking or do you want to just silence? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. You can do whatever you like. Yep. 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 So they have questions? I have a, is that what they're... Well, I have a lot of people here. So so Michelle Drake is my daughter, and she's been in a bad car accident in 217. Hospitals are full of spirits. Yes, we know that. And I, it may, in fact, be very confusing because it might be all kind of things that you're seeing and feeling. Right. Um, has anyone ever been awakened by an angel? So Robert Booker, that's an interesting conversation. So Scott, while you're thinking, I was. Both of my parents passed away. I see a number on the clock. Uh, it's a number that appears two times every day. And mm -hmm. I will look at the clock, and I will see it. And it's creepy because it's usually when I'm thinking about them or thinking about something. And one night I was lying awake. My kids and ex-husband had gone off to uh, California. And it was the middle of the night. And somebody bumped me. And I could feel it very clearly. Somebody woke me up because when I looked up, there was the number. Apparently, we had a clock. I didn't even realize it that you could see on the ceiling. I never really saw it before because I was always sleeping when it was dark, I guess. And there was that number. And I thought, did, did somebody just wake me up? And I had a conversation with my parents, which I've had many times. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, op we're open for either. If something comes through, great, Scott. If not, why don't you share with us one of the more interesting stories that have happened to you with people coming through? Yeah. And let me just say this, too, because this just came to me while, we were, while you were chatting. I really think you have a lot of spirits around you. you know, and, and that's not something that I'm typical. It's not typical for me to say. But I just have this really strong feeling that you can do what I do. And maybe you don't even realize it. I feel like you can do this. I feel like you can do it. Like it's a muscle that needs to be flexed a little bit, but I feel like you can do it to a certain degree. So that's just the sense I'm getting. That's what they're, sort of they're telling me. Well, all right, um, then I will share a crazy story with you guys that I've never shared sure. before. I was, shortly after both of my parents passed away, I very clearly, I was in a dressing room, a small dressing room in a clothing store with a curtain. My, my dad passed away first, my mom passed away second. And something, now, I don't do drugs. I'm standing in the dressing room changing my clothes. And the wall got kind of matrixy, and something reached through the wall and wrapped my around me and gave me this hug. And I could feel my mom, and I burst out. I mean, I was hysterical. The woman comes like, are you okay? I'm on the floor, and I'm shaking. I'm like, my mom just hugged me. Okay, you know, you want to call that what it will. I don't share that no, story often because no. it's not really that doesn't come up a lot in conversation. A lot of people aren't sensitive to that, but I believe that you are, and I think some of us are. You know, some of us are very sensitive to that. And sometimes yeah. it's just with the people we love that are closest to us. But you know, I think when you're open to it, you'll see more of it. And I feel like you're very intuitive in, in many ways, for sure. So while you're waiting for someone to to knock on your door. Um, you've done a reading for somebody and it was pretty life-changing. Who might that be and what happened? Yeah, so well, I've done so many. Let's see if I can pick one that was really kind of like, like well, you know, honestly, I think Zan was probably, and not just because she's here, but I think that was probably one of the most, 
life-changing readings that I can remember. And I was still trying to figure it all out at the time. But um, when I read for you, Zan, that was sort of incredible because I didn't know you very well. And then, you know, this person came through and I didn't know anything about them at all. But you seem to get a lot of closure from that. And that sometimes will happen. I was, um, when I did one of my stage events a few weeks ago, um, I had a, uh, a man come through and he was apologizing for the way he treated this person that I was reading for in the audience. And he brought up alcohol. He brought up a bunch of different things that he had not been nice about. And come to find out, it wasn't that he was an alcoholic. He was very much anti-alcoholic. And this woman had struggled with that. And she got so much, you know, that, that reconciliation after death that she'd been carrying with her for years. So that was pretty special too, I think. Well, Zan, pop on. How was your reading? It was, it was amazing. And that's the first words that I can say. It was amazing. And um, I, I guess I always knew after, after Scott and I really started talking about this because I was with him. We've been coaching, coaches, coaching, for over a year now. And so I've been with him along this path. And um, I guess I didn't, I always knew that my previous husband would possibly come through. He committed suicide. And, um, but I didn't really, I wasn't really thinking that he would. I thought possibly my dear friend Carolyn would come through, who I, I miss her so much, and I, you know, I would love, to, of course, to talk to her. But but Bob came through, and what he shared um, through Scott was really what I needed to hear. I needed to, I needed to hear because suicide is so. Uh, it's you can't find a place to put it, or I couldn't. Let me just claim it for myself. Um, I know he had issues. I know all this stuff, but I didn't really know how it affected him and how he felt after he left. And he, he shared that through Scott. You know, he was sorry. He was sorry that he hurt me, and he knew that it had been rough for me. And I, I never thought that I would ever know that. I never thought that I would know that he knew that it was really rough. So it, it changed my life. I, I, I feel differently about it all now. Because it's one of those things that you, wow. it's, it's such so, a selfish, so death. yes, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I just want to, we only have a few minutes with Joshua, who's training for a big competition. Oh, oh sure. Uh, yep, we yep. caught him at the gym. But if, we can get, if we can get his attention, that may in fact be, so, Feel free to talk. Joshua, just listen. Say hi to Scott, if you would. Hey, Joshua. How are you? You need to turn on your microphone, babe. Hi. Joshua, you're muted. There he is. I'm hi, not Joshua. muted. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? So, we had somebody come. Th- oh, go ahead. Do you want to talk first? Go ahead. Go, no, go for it. It's all you. Okay. Yeah, thanks. So we had this gentleman come through, and I don't know. I was sensing he may have been connected with you, and I didn't realize we had a Facebook audience. So, you know, if someone's on the Facebook talking, it could be me. It, it really could be somebody on the Facebook live too. But there was a man coming through. I feel like he's a, like a grandfather, great grandfather, uncle. He's, he's definitely a much older gentleman, very thin. 
He was wearing a brown suit. And he specifically wanted me to mention something about a grandfather clock. And there's some kind of significance to this clock, whether it's, I don't know if it was his. Sometimes they give you symbols and I don't know what that means. I don't know what the connection would be to this grandfather clock. Can you, does that mean anything to you? No, sorry. I never, don't know anything about clock. So it could be somebody in the, in, in the live too. If you, if I don't know if anybody on the live can claim this, but it, it feels to me like, I don't know why he was mentioning the clock. Let me see if I can get anything. If you, I don't know if he's still here. Let me see if I can get anything else from him. Oh, I kept getting numbers associated with him too, like the number six. And I don't know if it's the sixth of the month or the sixth month, like June. My birthday's on the sixth. Okay, so that may be giving me an indication that he's with you. All right, so hang on. Let me see. See if he's still here, because that was before he gave me that. Let me see. He's talking about talking about um, so this is the sense I'm getting if he's with you because I feel like he very well may be with you. He, he's talking about the skinny kid or the kid who wasn't I don't know if it's even skinny but the kid who didn't love who he was in terms of the way his body was and the shape. And I'm thinking that could relate to you in some way, you know, growing up and doing what you do now, because as a little kid, I'm seeing this little kid and he's just not quite like feeling a little bit like, I don't think misfits the right word, but certainly not like the person you are now. Does that make sense? I don't know if that would make sense to you at all, because I feel like that's how he's coming through. Uh, When I was a kid, I used to not want to be played with because I was too rough. So I had to play with older kids. So I don't think that would be me. I don't think that's you then. There's no, a, there's, Scott, there's mentioning you also, yep. Scott, you also mentioned an accident. Will you elaborate yes, on I accident? Did. Yes, I did. Actually, there was a, a, a man coming through, young boy, actually. Like I'm thinking high school or early college, passed in a car accident, had a girl with him in the car. The girl, The girl is okay. She didn't pass, but I feel like she was banged up pretty badly. Could be my friend. All right, hang had on. Had a friend pass away in a car accident. Had a girl in her in the car. And All right. All right. Hold on. Let's see. She didn't or she did? She did. Oh, she did. Yeah, because I feel like this girl is still living, whoever it is. All right, let me see I don't if know he's who still she is. Here. Let me see if I can share anything about him, if, he, if he's still here. I think it was definitely speed off the side of the road into a tree. That's what I'm getting from him. Joshua, do you know what happened to your friend? I think, well, I believe he ran into a rock. I'm not for sure. Or it could be, it could be a tree. I don't know. For I feel sure. like he's went off the side. and, and He did go off the side. Somebody pulled out in front of him and ran him off the road, and he crashed okay. into something. I, I don't recall what it was. But he died instantly. Did, in did, did, did he have a little brother, or a, I feel like there's a little a, a, a bro, a somebody like a brother that's younger than him? Yeah, I had an arrogant younger brother. Right, that might be him. But he he's not very nice, and we don't get along. 
<laughs> the brother, the brother. I don't know about yeah. that. He's just he's just referencing. <laughs> is he all right? So let me see here. What else is he? And I don't know if you know anything about where he's buried. If I write, made a reference to that, would you know understand it at all? I could. I would have to guess where he's buried. All right. Well, I don't mean the cemetery, but I. But what I, what he's showing me is is that the cemetery lot. It's almost like people just come and leave stuff. You know what I mean? Like this, it's just loaded with stuff, pictures and just stuff. You know, like ceramic stuff and little knickknacks and that kind of stuff. Um, let's see what he, else he wants to say. He's talking about his brother. He wants to. He's also mentioning something about his mom and dad. So, like, I don't know that they're, I feel like either they're not together or they had a really hard time after he passed. And I don't I, know if you can validate that at all. I, I know he had a step a stepdad. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I know he had his mom. But I never met him before. Yeah, it's hard when we don't know, you know too many of the connections. Let's see what he might want to say to you if it's him. You know, it's strange because this sounds like some of the stuff that every kid does, you know? But he's like, he's like referencing sneaking in somewhere. And I feel like it's either a club or something like that, like sneaking in before underage, trying to get into a location that <laughs> might not have been, you know, with together with him. And I don't know if you can make sense of that at all. Uh, when I met him, it was, we were way over 21. So phonetically, all right, so I don't know if this is him. Phonetically, is there something like, so I'm not really good with names, but I'm getting like, Petey, Peter, Peter, I don't know if it's even a P, but it sounds like phonetically I'm getting a sound like that. No. Nothing. May not be for you, Joshua. Maybe not. It may not be for you because it's very, he's clear about some stuff. Um, I keep seeing a young kid. Oh. Yeah, and I don't think this kid is way over 21. That's the other thing too. This person that's coming through is like high school or maybe first or second year of college. So I don't, I definitely don't think that's him. You know, usually when it hits, it hits right on and you can make sense of it. I don't know if there's anybody in the chat that can make sense of any of this. I will, I will ask the chat. Um, so let me ask Scott, if you yeah. have somebody that you like, Xanad, somebody that you wanted to talk to, can somebody tell you that they're looking to talk to somebody? Does that have any effect on whether they come through or not? Sometimes, you know, sometimes, but I, I always say no, because, you know, you'll be thinking, I want to speak to my dad, you get your brother-in-law. And it just, sometimes that's just what happens. You just can't, you know, they, it's, it's who has a message to share with us. And, you know, I was at a house a couple of weeks ago and we were doing a house reading and um, somebody came through. It was the sister-in-law, well, the, there was a woman that was supposed to be there that didn't show up. She was the sister-in-law of the person that was throwing the party. It was her mother that showed up and, and gave this whole reading. So it really wasn't for anybody in that room. It was for somebody else. And that happens fairly frequently too. So you can't, you know, I always say you can't dial the dead. You know, you just, sometimes they come through 
you wrote down Francis and she came through like really, really, really strongly. But you know, other times that doesn't happen. And so it's um, important to know that you're you're gonna be doing shows. You're gonna start traveling around and doing this. How yeah. scary would that be? Isn't that scary that somebody doesn't show up if you want them to? What do you do? Usually people show up, but you know what? I mean, it, it depends on so many variables. I like to tell people it's a three-way conversation. It's me, it's you, and it's them. And if I got a question. If, yeah. All right. So um, I have two fathers that have passed away. Mm-hmm. Right now, my uncle is about to pass away. He's from me, my brother flew all the way to California to Ohio just to be with me. He's going to pass away probably either tonight or tomorrow night. So could it be possible that my the people in my past who are passed away could be with them and not with me right now? They be with them and not here with you. They can be in more than one place at the same time. That's It's sort of this strange thing that they do. Um, but I actually read for somebody once and I was getting somebody that was still alive coming through on the reading. And it was like their higher self or something. It was really strange. So this older, let me ask you this because let's, I want to rethink this a little bit. This older gentleman, this man, this uncle of yours that's passing away about how old would he be? Would he be in his eighties? No, he'd be in his, uh, assuming his, 60s. All right, I don't think that's him. This is an yeah, older, that other guy was an older gentleman. But sometimes that happens too, is they kind of are in and out when they're coming, and, you know what I mean, and giving messages. So, but, you know, with all of the stuff, well, let me ask you a question. And and Josh, words, so, let me ask you a couple of questions. As I'm in a hospital at the moment, what would you say to all of us who are living about the other side? Well, first of all, I've never been there. Um, I've never even had a near-death experience. So, but I can tell you this without, with 100% certainty, it exists. And I can say that because they communicate with me. And there's no way that I would be able to sit with someone and get the information that I get if it did not exist. So I'm not in a hurry to get there, <laughs> but, but I believe with all my heart that, that it is. We are energy. We are, you know, we, we are just energy. And at the end of the day, energy lives on forever and, and it will go on and it will do other things besides this life. And I, I, I truly, truly, truly believe it. Joshua, do you have any questions for Scott? And then I'll let you go back to your workout. Um, no, it's interesting work. Uh, it's interesting. I hope I can, you know, connect with you sometime in person and maybe things will, you know, it's different when you're in a, an online session like this, but you know, can connect yeah. in person and maybe do it. Well, way, you know? I was surprised that nobody showed up for me. Considering that all, yeah. all who I've lost in my life. Well, I, think, I think, baby, I think actually, I think it's because we're in a very intense environment. I'm in a hospital right now. Right. There's people all around us who have gone whatever. Glenda's there, Dan's there, you are there. There's a lot going on. And I'm going to say that maybe if it's in a quieter environment where we're more focused, we would definitely do this part of it again. Well, yeah, let's Scott? try it. Let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, too, if you're in a group of 50 people, um, I mean, think about how many people might actually be watching this or listening to this right now, too. We've got, Are you saying just, they could be shy? You know, if they were shy in real life, they're going to be shy coming through on the other side. And that's the truth that they retain their personality. 
So if they're very outgoing, you're apt to get a lot from them. If they were quiet when they were here, they're not going to talk a lot. Uh-oh, really- Mr. Self. The Selfs don't like to talk a lot. They're quiet. <laughs> they're, they, they, they let their presence speak for themselves. All right. All, All right, Joshua, well- I love you. I'm going to go back to the gym. Thank you, my baby. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Joshua. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I do think that there is a lot going on. And I know that Joshua, he was more open than I've ever seen him. Having really? lost two dads by the time he was 15 and oh, his best rough. friend when he was 31, it's, he's gone through a lot of loss. And I know he's hoping. But I, do, I can see that sitting in a gym environment is not conducive to this exercise. I think it's no. very distracting. But I do think somebody obviously did come through for you. Um, McKenna would like to say hi. Wait, wait, wait. Um, let me turn this off real quick. Hang on a I see a floating uh, head, McKenna. <laughs> I know. That, that's a little creepy. Okay. There she is. Hey, how you feeling? Uh, you know, I've definitely been better. Yeah. I can't say I'm 100%. Scott, will, no. will you say, and I know, every, and be patient with me, but everything that you yeah. said before, will you just relate it to McKenna? Oh, I look so bad. Can I listen? Hi, to McKenna. Background? Yeah. 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 So sure. And remind me if I forget anything. I had McKenna, an older gentleman coming through. And I still think this man is probably in his 80s. Older, very thin. Um, he's showing up to me with a brown suit, a little bit of facial hair, I think like a mustache, perhaps. He passed. I think he passed in a hospital. He had a woman with him, which I believe was his daughter. And he mentioned something about, oh, well, Joshua could claim the six, but I, I was getting, I feel like I was getting this around him. The month, either the, the sixth of the month or the sixth month, like I kept seeing the six. Um, and also there was a, some reference to a grandfather clock. And then the other one that we were getting was a younger gentleman who passed in a car accident with a girl in the car. And I could be off on the age, but I really feel like this kid was high school or early college. I don't feel like they were drinking yet because I feel like he would sneak into places and that he maybe shouldn't have snuck into to get, to get, you know, to get into a club or something like that when he was in college, perhaps. But he was in an automobile accident, swerved off the side of the road, hit something, a tree or a, a barrier of some sort on the side of the road. I still think it's interesting that Joshua was kind of connected. If we had had more time in a quiet, I bet you I could have like fine-tuned it a little bit. Well, I'm, still I'm excited not- to do that. So, Scott, let's, let's take this back around because yeah. I think what came through was very and, – and the fact that you took Joshua's interest. Because as I talked earlier, you know, there's a level of skepticism and there's a level sure. of excitement. When, when you hit on something, when you went down and we were, we were in an environment where you did, Francis, it blew me away. The level of specificity you came through that it was a dark-haired woman in a fitness outfit, everything that – um, that the fact that she died ringing a doorbell, you said there's some bell involved. I mean, every little detail yeah. had some significance yeah. <clears throat> for me, and it was incredibly accurate, like Zan felt when she experienced her late husband. Um, right. And so, Glenda, none of those, either one of those did not resonate with you uh, either? No, but I'd like to share. So, Scott did a reading for me as well um, earlier. Um, we did it on a one-on-one, and um, he tapped into um, my grandmother. I was hoping that I'd hear from my dad, but what he was describing was my grandmother 
who was, you know, basically the monarch of our family. And, um, you know, it was, it was a really, you know, kind of really cool way of hearing. But, you know, just so you say, I, I'm a believer because, you know, my dad's been gone for a while and we were very much very connected. And when I'm struggling with things, um, I will ask for direction and I get direction that comes from me, helping me make decisions and that. So um, I, um, I believe that uh, we people don't leave us forever. So Scott, I would like to take the last few minutes of our broadcast today and I would like to dedicate it to you. And I'd like you to take a moment and share what you're up to, why you've created a course, about what you're doing, because yeah. just like you said to me, I know I'm sense. I know I'm very intuitive, uh, but I'd be curious to see what that means. So I'm going to give it over to you, just to share with us what you would like to talk about. Yeah, well, I feel like I, I feel like I have to, I, I, and and that's the best way I can explain that is it's as this has grown in me, um, and I've explored and and you know really set on a, a journey to to figure it all out. Now that I feel like I'm there and, you know, you still continue to learn, but I feel like I need to share it with other people. I mean, there's two things, right? So not everyone's going to go out and be a medium and work on, you know, world stages and, and, you know, do tours and all of that kind of thing. But they, they may be able to just connect with their loved ones. And that's sort of where I'm starting with this. So I, um, I wrote a book. It's the Psychic Medium's Book of Secrets, Three Steps to Igniting Your psychic ability and changing your life. And it's just a little, a little thing that you can do that the, the, the average person can do to raise their vibration and maybe understand their messages better that they get from their own loved ones in their life. But then I created this, this course to go one step further. And we're going to teach you about the reference library. The reference library is it's, it's references that spirit uses to communicate with you. And that's how they, they use my own personal experiences and I never realized that at the time. And so if you build that library up, it gives them something to work with and the messages come faster and faster. So um, that's where the course is. The course is a little bit more involved than, than the book is. But I'm, I'm doing stage events. Um, I do do private readings. Uh, most of them are all by Zoom because I've been reading for people all over the world. Um, I am leading a tour with Mysterious Adventure to Adventures Tours. Uh, to Scotland in July. So I am the featured psychic medium on that trip. And that's going to be with Andrea Perrin from uh, her family grew up in the Conjuring House. And uh, Rick McCallum was a stuntman from Hollywood. He was in all the Friday the 13th movies. So the three of us are going to be off to Scotland with a tour full of people. Um, if anyone's interested, you can, you can go online. It's mysteriousadventurestours.com. And uh, I still think there's a couple of seats left to get on this very haunted trip to Scotland. So, and I'll be doing a gallery event there in a, in a castle in, in Earth, Scotland. So that should be a lot of fun. But this is what I've been up to. I mean, I'm traveling, I'm doing things. I'm, um, you know, I'm here with you, which is the highlight of my, my year and last year as well. So this is really great. Truly. Well, I'm going to continue to have you back and whether it's to come in and I'm at Mastermind and we'll do, you know, and I know it's not instant soup here. So what we might want to do is do a couple more readings that we film and then we just cut it together so it's more interesting for people to watch. Right. But right. I know how much you've touched me. I know that Dan and Glenda are here to support you because you've touched them. I know McKenna would love a reading as would Joshua. And so for any of you out there who, and I'm going to say, you know what, you have nothing to lose. Scott has a very interesting philosophy about this. Scott, when somebody comes to reading for you, how do you charge? Um, we do charge. Um, I started, we, we, you do pay for it when you book the reading, just to hold the spot, because 
um, you know, that way if you, you can't make it, you know, then we know, right? But, but if we don't get anything, if we sit with you and you're like, nope, 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 nope listen, you don't pay a cent. And I really believe that 100%. I'm not here to take your money. I'm here to give you a good, solid reading with good evidence, proof of survivorship, and, and then you'll pay for the reading at that point. How has this changed your life in the one minute that we have left to the show? It has changed my life in so many profound ways. I feel like there was before mediumship and after mediumship, and I am just doing so many incredible, wonderful things. And um, my my uh, website is scottallen.net, A-L-L-A-N, www.scottallen.net. Um, and they could learn more about me there and what I'm doing and where I'm going. And you guys all know me, and I highly endorse this amazing man. Zan, you get 10 seconds. Say something. Goodbye. <laughs> so excited for this opportunity for you both. And I, it has been my life pleasure to grow with you, Scott, through this. Thank you, Zan. Love you so Zan, much. You get Thank six you so seconds. Much. Go. You get six seconds. Go. You're magical, and I adore you. So I wish you all Thank the you, best. Glenda. Thank you so much. And that so is you. another episode of Forbes Factor Live. To all my friends and followers, I'll see you guys again next week. And thank you so much. Follow us on all, all, all the mediums from iTunes to Skitcher. And, of course, right there on Voice America. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.